ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you on this Wednesday. A great Wednesday it is. We got a lot to get into. We got SmackDown Live, the Mix Match Challenge, the 205 Live, their general manager search. Got the Raw ratings, the Go Home NXT tonight. I got Kazuchika Okada comments. Jamie, I turn it over to you. Where do you want to start? Which do you want to? Which you want to cross off the list first? Well, I guess I guess we should probably start with SmackDown. Okay. Oh, by the way, for those of you that are listening to the show and expecting us to talk about the news of the Royal Rumble being announced for Phoenix next year, uh, you're going to get a little bit of it here, but you're going to have to listen to our live show, which we do every Wednesday here in town, 10 to 11 Eastern. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FRS Slam. Jamie tweets out the link so you can listen to us. We're going to go into great detail, and this is called a tease in the business. I've put together an NXT TakeOver Phoenix card that is going to be uh, used a year from now to show how stupid I was. Because it's going to be wrong. And I have it over here. I have it all written down. I wrote it out. Yes, but we're, we're, uh, we're saving that for, for our live yes. show that airs live on NBC Sports in Phoenix. But it can also be live online for anybody who would like to listen. Yeah, you're gonna at FRS Slam. On Twitter this again, and Chris is, is holding up uh, I wrote it. his NXT TakeOver it Phoenix card one, two, three, for one matches. year from now. Five matches, three title matches, a debut on the show. we got a lot of good stuff on this show. I'm going to be I'm gonna be so wrong by the time this is all over. All right, let's start with SmackDown Live. Uh, the big thing on this show, uh, I mean, look, let's not bury the lead. Sami Zayn beat, beat AJ Styles with the Blue Thunderbomb. Yes, I mean, finally. That's, I mean, that's the, finally. I'm not going to bury the lead. Finally, he got a pin after with the Blue Thunderbomb. Now he, now he had the Luva <laughs> kick first, but. He did win a match with the Blue Thunderbomb. A win's a win. Uh, so here's how all this gets set up. Uh, you know, AJ Styles comes out, Daniel Bryan comes out, they set up this main event where Styles has, you know, he sets up a match where he's going to face both of them in the same night, back to back matches in the main event. Uh, and then after that, we finally get some storytelling progression here with the Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan uh, stuff where Shane questions Daniel's decision to make the match and says Daniel says Shane doubts AJ's ability, and Shane kind of retorts with uh, AJ's ability is not the ability that I'm doubting, and kind of a shot there at Daniel Bryan. So, so Jamie, we finally got that storyline progression that we were kind of looking for between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Yet time and time again, I still come back to this point. I don't know how they pay this off. Well, Daniel Bryan's winning the Royal Rumble, so that there you go. I mean, that's or is that, have his odds changed yet? Are they still 4-1? to one? Is he still four to one to win the rumble? He still is okay. four to one. He had, those odds have not moved in a week now. Okay, we'll see what happens. What day do you think the smart money comes in? Is it Friday, Saturday? Is it the day of? When, the smart when money's going to start coming in over the weekend. I think we're going to see spoilers start coming in on Sunday. So you think you think Sunday's the day I should stay away from the? Yes. Okay. You probably should stay away from it after Friday. So you think on Friday we can? I, I would say once we get to takeover day, you're like, nah. It should, it, th- th- those odds will start be will start bearing true to potentially who's going to win both rumbles. Because I mean, Ronda's been the favorite on the women's side forever, and I'm I'm not even I'm still not even sure she's in the match. 
She's still the odds-on favorite. I, again, I, I will continue to say this again to take another shot if you play the uh, FRS Slam Radio drinking game. I don't, I don't think she's in it, but if she's in it, she's winning. Now, Kofi Kingston's got some pretty good odds for the men's Royal Rumble. Should he? he Kofi Kingston is not. He should win. Gonna main event WrestleMania Kate, for the WWE a, title. It's not sh- happening, Chris. You need to stop this. Shout out to Kate Shad Seats, who wrote a piece today about Kofi Kingston should win the Royal Rumble. I could, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree this, this, more. This weird Kofi Kingston cult following. No, is, no, no. It's not a cult following. It's, it's a, me. It, it's a cult following. He should win the Royal Rumble. Uh, he should he not. He should do those crazy spots that he lead should. to a Royal I Rumble I like Kofi victory. Kingston a lot. He is not a main eventer. Stop was Jinder Mahal a main eventer? No. So we we Jinder Mahal already, should should also we've not already win the jumped Royal Rumble. the shark. Let's jump the shark again. Is EC okay? Okay, so then you cool with EC three? No, because EC three sucks. Kofi okay. Kingston doesn't suck. Jinder oh, okay. really didn't suck either. I just didn't like Jinder, which I think was the point. No, Derek Bateman can go be the general manager of Two Hundred Five Live with Rockstar Spud. Yeah, there you go. How about that? That's what I think of EC three. Uh, what else do you want to talk about in this show? I'm just trying to get over like your blatant Naka- Nakamura hate. getting RKO'd by Randy Orton. Yeah, that was uh, that was the, the most RKO out of nowhere I've seen in some time. I mean, literally out of nowhere. Like I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, and basically I, purely just set up the Rumble match. At least for now. Unless it's going to lead toward Nakamura Orton at Mania, which oh boy, that's what we've all been clamoring for. Please don't do that. Uh, and then the main event, you had, uh, you know, the, the the two matches. Shane comes out before the match and tells Sammy if he comes out before Owens' his match is over, Sammy loses, uh, loses his spot in the main event and will be fired. The, the same applies for Owens. And then the big gimmick, the big spot in this match was Owens was hurt, needed to be taken to the back, and Styles at every turn took opportunities to take cheap shots yeah. at Kevin Owens, and that ultimately cost him the match. Sammy Zayn has a pinfall victory over the champion. This is where pinning a champion is okay. Yes. Because it's part of the story of Styles getting distracted by two people. Correct. And it's not to get Sami Zayn in the title match. No, he's already already in in the title match. That's the point. By the way, reverse momentum theory, AJ Styles winning the belt. Yeah, the problem is is, is one of these is going to be wrong. They're not doing this all reverse momentum theory. Maybe they will. Uh, I doubt it. But... As I as I looked at that finish and as I was watching those matches kind of come into place, the entire main event scenes heel babyface line is so blurry right now. Because I th- oh, I was watching it. Styles was a heel. Styles acted like a heel, but he was also the underdog in a two on one match. Essentially, it was what ended up being a two on one match at the end. Daniel Bryan is has not done anything of becoming of a babyface in three weeks. No. Shane McMahon teeters on babyface heel, babyface heel, babyface heel with every other sentence. Uh, and by the way, this is by design. I'm not. This is not a criticism. No, I'm they're doing saying, this on purpose. Th- it's a very interesting dynamic. There are a lot of layers, and it's weird because WWE doesn't do a lot of good layered storylines anymore. This is there's a lot of layers going on here, and nobody's entirely good and nobody's entirely bad. And it's kind of feeding into one another and forcing them to kind of change as the dynamic changes, which I think is really good. Uh, we're not going to make our Royal Rumble predictions here on this show. We'll save that for no, Friday. No, we have plenty of time. Uh, but this was your go-home show for SmackDown Live. I'll be honest with you, Jamie. A lot's up in the air. The entire men's Royal Rumble, I think, is a, you could just throw pick names out of a hat. By the way, I told you Xavier Woods was going to be in there. I told you that, too. You didn't have him on your list. I know, but I was lobbying that we can't just put two-thirds of the New Day in there. You, but you didn't have him on your list that I, we talked I about. I was trying to win the argument. It was well, a two-person you know, lobby here. I couldn't just make the change in the Google Docs. It's not allowed. 
Uh, so there you go. So now you're, I think you're at, what, 16 now? 16 Somewhere total. right around there. Somewhere in 16. So you got 14 entrants that are still up in the air. I think that's the most we've had in a pretty long time, if I had to, if I had to guess. Uh, so that's SmackDown. That was a fine By show. By the way, that's also not a bad thing. I don't think no, I don't I don't I'm need to it. know every single person that's gonna be in the rumble because you start to mentally check guys off your list. By the way, I am secretly rooting for this rumble to suck so that next year's rumble is good because we're gonna be at next year's I, I'm, rumble. I'm not sure there's a correlation causation to that. I'm, okay. I know, but I'm just gonna do it anyway. Okay. Because Kenny Omega is gonna be in next year's he Royal Rumble. He is not going to be in next year's Royal Rumble. He could be. He's he won't be. He can't be in this year's Royal Rumble because he signed a new contract. He could be in next year's Royal Rumble. He will because, not be. Okay. Spoiler, he will not be. What about uh Tetsuya Knight, though, because Kazushko Kata, no. any of those guys? No. Okay. All right, that's SmackDown Live. Mixed Match Challenge. I watched the match this morning. I was very, very highly sports entertained by this match. Yeah, the Mixed Match Challenge is going to be that show that is just kind of like the guilty pleasure show of WWE. That was, For the longest time, that, has, that, is, that was, and I think still is to a certain extent, NXT. Well, I don't know if the NXT is a guilty pleasure. It's just the best show they put on on a week-to-week basis. Uh, but the Mixed Match Challenge has is, is, is been pretty good. Uh... Two great teams, two great dynamics. Um, now, I had gotten, I did not watch live. I watched this morning. And I had gotten a text message from friend of the show, Blaine, who we have to have on the show at one point. We keep name dropping him. He has to call in one of these times. Uh, he he should. And then you this morning asked me if I heard something during the show, and it was the same thing. And and I did not watch live, so I didn't hear it live. But apparently, Mike Kyoto literally blatantly turned to The Miz and said, Asuka's going over. Yeah, it, loud. I, I, uh, because again, now, I did him, not hear this because the, the edited version on uh, Facebook. Which I watched because I wanted to see if they edited it out, which they did. They did. just basically muted it completely. Yes. Uh, you can still see him mouth the words to Miz. Essentially because they are doing a, a, a separate component where it's like mix match challenge mic'd up. And the ring is very hot. It, it, hot in terms of mic. I mean so you can hear a lot of what's it's going on. Even match? Even on the live show, I did not see an inferno match. You can last hear night. a lot more. I am was, blatantly the ignoring. Ring was not I am no selling Chris right now. The ring was not on fire. So that you can would hear have added a, good a lot to the more than you normally do, and you're going to hear even more when they break it out to for the mic. But uh, yeah, Kyoto turns to Miz is, and I mean it. It couldn't have been any softer than what the announcer's volume was. By the was. way, it was blatant when you pointed it out to me exactly where it was. You could clearly see him say it, and I didn't hear it. Asuka's going over, and then about 60 seconds later, Asuka went over. I'm surprised he needed to even tell Miz that. You don't. You think that's not something they would have discussed in the back? I wonder if they were either more like the time cue, where like, okay, here it is. But why would you need to say Asuka's going over then? You, 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 well, because he needed Miz to go to the other side of the ring to pull but Big E down. All you need, to, if that finish is predetermined, which it is, they discuss it, all you need to say is, here we go. Or wrap I it don't up. Know, maybe there was some debate about who, who was going to finish the match and who was going to Okay, well, that's who. a problem. That's not on Kyoto then. That's on the back. No. Well, Make none, that decision before. None of this is on Kyoto. It's not his fault. He's got he's to decide. Well, Kyoto's going to be the scapegoat because everyone sees him saying it. Well, yeah, but it's not Kyoto's fault. No, it is clearly the, the people in the back. But yes, I did find that a little odd. That like, don't you know? That, like, usually all, you all know you need the finish. All you say is wrap it up or here we go. Sometimes that's all you know about a match is the finish. It's the finish, exactly, or you know the big spot. So I, thoroughly entertained. I Jamie, I have a problem now. Okay. I don't know who to root for next week on the mixed match challenge. Yeah, somebody's got to lose. You got the Beauty and the Beast, Braun Strowman, and Alexa Bliss. Which I'm here for that team winning it all. And Team Ginger, which uh, I'm also Becky here, Lynch which I'm also and Sami Zayn winning it all. Can it end? Oh, here's what's going to happen. Nope. Clear as day. No, no, no. no yeah, the no. team that loses this is going to win the fan vote. Yeah, I'm saying Becky, so we're good. No, no. Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn are losing because they're going to win the fan vote right. for the second chance. That's good. So we're fine. So we're we're going to get what we wanted. You go. Okay, great. Fine. Perfect. 
Uh, that's the Mixed Match Challenge. 205 Live. Daniel Bryan, you don't watch 205 Live. I do uh, not, and I do not plan on watching I it. I did not watch 205 so Live. You, but so, you watched oh, enough of it. So hold on. So what happened with it? Because obviously they don't have a champion anymore. Okay. So I was not. I did not watch SmackDown, Mixed Match Challenge, or 205 Live live. I didn't watch any of it live. I was out last night. What I saw was, and I did not watch the entire episode of 205 Live. Daniel Bryan opened the show. I did see that they were going to do that. He opened the show and said that uh, something along the lines, and I think he name-dropped Enzo, and said Enzo was unable to you know, fulfill his duties as champion, so they've, was the term, I think they said abdicated the title. They used some fancy term. So he's no longer the champion. And he said next week we're going to announce a new 205 Live general manager. And that general manager is going to come up with a plan to determine the next Cruiserweight champion. So... The Cruiserweight Championship match, obviously, off the Royal Rumble. We don't have a Cruiserweight Champion. And, Jamie, we're getting a 205 Live general manager. Who's on your short list? Well, uh, well the first things I thought of, because I said that don't be surprised if she pops up as Raw general manager, was Paige. I, I, and that was the first and name, that was I the first name yep. you sent to me. I would not be surprised to see that. Uh, I have a better option. Okay. We need Drew Gulak as the 12, plan for a better 205 Live. If it's a short-term deal, I don't know if you want to take him out of the ring. Why can't he be a fighting general manager? Because we don't... What, what is a fighting general manager? Uh, he puts himself in title matches. I'm here for it. That is hilarious. That, see, but that's no, what I'm here but for. But that's a short-term thing because somebody's going to immediately take him out from doing that. Like, Okay, that's fine. If you need to buy yourself, what, three months? Do it. Triple H. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. How about Rey Mysterio? Some people threw that name out there. No, they're not, paying, they're not yeah. paying Rey Mysterio's cost to be to hey, just hey, stand hey, there on TV. That was exactly my thought as well. Um, Somebody said uh, names like Dean Malenko... Yeah, like I'm uh, thinking of who they have backstage already. X-Pac was another Waldman's an interesting one, although they got to make sure he's got, you know, his you-know-what together. Um, Please don't curse on the show. I, I didn't. I said, you know, what are you going to do? You, know, you, can bleep, you can beat me out. I can't. I don't want to. That's more work for me. Oh, create more work for you then. I know. Oh, then in that case. <gasps> no, please don't. Okay, I didn't. Uh, so that that's going to be interesting to see what they do next week. I think Paige is the easy answer uh, because they need to do something with her, with her and that would be great for her to do. Uh, and then I heard that there was a match of the year candidate on 205 Live and it piqued my interest. And it was Cedric Alexander against Mustafa Ali. So this morning, I booted up the network, sitting here in the office, and I, and I opened up 205 Live. And I fast-forwarded to the main event. I'm not going to watch the whole show. I'm going to watch this match that I heard uh, great things about. And Jamie, it's a very good match. It is something worth watching. I don't think when I come to the match of the year list... At the end of the year, it's going to be there, but it was a very good match and a good thing for 205 Live. Good. Alexander and Ali can really bring it. The crowd gave him a This Is Awesome chant. Uh, it was a great finish, a lot of high spot. It was really good. It was very good. So I highly recommend if you have some time this week, instead of watching stupid ride-along episodes that you do, watch take the 15 minutes out of your day. It literally is a 15-minute match. The Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn portion of ride-along was more entertaining than anything that's been on 205 Live since it existed. Okay. The raw ratings are in, Jamie. And I'm right. Barely. You are barely right. Technically, that's all that matters. Uh, the TV ratings for Raw 25. Hour number one, 4.803 million viewers. Hour number two, 4.641 million viewers. And hour number three, 4.147 million viewers. Didn't get to the 5 million that I predicted, but was, was pretty darn close. And never dropped below 4 million viewers, Jamie, for a Raw that barely touches 3.5 million viewers nowadays. This show averaged around, what, 4.5 million and had a peak of 4.8 in the first hour. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say about that. Okay. I will take partial credit for being right. Are you going to plug my story here? No, I don't don't care about you at all. Okay. Um, I will take partial credit for this. And here's why I say partial. Because one, I was technically right. But two, those exceeded my expectations. And I think the point I was – so I am right technically, but I don't feel like I was right in spirit. 
because that you makes didn't, any because sense. you didn't think they were even going to get this close. I thought they were going to be a shade over four. I and thought we were going to be 4.1, 4.2 was going to be their peak. And, uh, and, and they're 4.8. So, well, I will take full credit and glory for being absolutely correct and you being completely and utterly wrong and unequivocally incorrect in your assessment. That's not how that works. Uh, I will be the better man okay. and, I, and humbly tell you that I, I, I was right, but like not in spirit. In the main, I was more right than you. Yes. Were. Okay. I'm as humble as LeBron James on Instagram. Okay. That's a whole different podcast we'll be doing a little bit later. Uh, what I want to talk about, if you're not going to plug it, I'll plug it. I wrote a story. Is it live on the site right now? It is live on okay, the site right now. I wrote now, a story. Mr. Schubert. Uh, uh, titled, what did I title it? I forget what I titled What sorry. did you title? Oh, I changed your title, I Oh, believe. you did? Okay. Yeah, because so. your title sucked. It wasn't that bad. Your title's bad. On a scale of one to ten, I'm trying to, I'm, by the way, I'm trying to kill time as the site loads. Because I want to see what I changed it to. Because I, I, that's how little I care it about it. It wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It was fine. It just wasn't good. You just wanted it to be better. Yeah. You're like, um, I'm trying to make a wrestling comparison here. I don't have a good one. No, no, no. I'll wait. No, I don't have a good no, one. I'll, I'll wait. Pass. I'll take the L. Just like Carmella and Big E tried to hand Asuka an L <laughs> last night. Which... Not, not tried. They did. They handed her the L. I'm sorry. I need more things like that, that was in so my great. wrestling. I that, just do. I'm, that was funny. I'm here for it. Take. By the way, also, I can't, I'm never going to get the image of Kofi Kingston dressed up in Carmella's gear out of my mind. Or Xavier Woods. Yeah, but particularly Kofi, because whatever reason, Kofi was more centered in the screen. And I just like, I just, they couldn't. I can't even. It was great. It, it was something. <laughs> the mini money in the banks. The mini money makes were so good. Like the lunchbox size money in the banks were so good. <laughs> They, they should have been – what they should have done is they put, should have had those mini pancakes in there. You know, like at the store, they have the full-size ones, but they have those, like, those mini pancakes. Yeah. I also like – I don't eat a lot of pancakes anymore, and I want pancakes. Every time they come out, I was like, I could go for some pancakes. And also, Corey Gray is getting progressively more angry as pancakes are being chucked at him. And, and It's like, so good. And they cut over to him, and he's got a pancake stack on his head. It's and, so and he's good. like, are you guys just going to ignore the fact of what just – it's great. I love it's it. It's so good. Okay. The title, by the way, was Raw 25 was a huge missed opportunity. That's what I changed it to. Okay. That was close to what I had. I think, I think Raw 25 was a chance to cement the future. I was trying to sex it up a little bit. Okay. I, I, yeah. So basically in the main was the same thing. But the point I was making was you have the biggest audience you've had in what? Years? Yes. With 4.8 million long people. And, and, and Jamie, stop me at any point if I'm wrong in this assessment. And I know you will. Gladly. Of the new audience that watched this show, right? Because... Obviously, when you go from averaging, what, 3.5 million viewers to 3.8 million viewers to 4.8 million viewers, you've generated some new viewership. Okay? Yes. It's not just people that That just, is how math works. Okay. Of that new viewership, I would say a large percentage, more than the majority share, were Attitude Era old school fans that were excited at the fact of Stone Cold, The Undertaker, DX, all these people being there and they wanted to see it, right? Yes. So when you have these fans that may not have wa may not be currently watching your product, but are there to see the old school guys, the DXs, the Stone Colds, the the Godfathers, everybody, right? Don't you think you should use that show to sell those new fans so that over a million fans that you brought in for this show tonight about what your current product is about? The Finn Balors, the Seth Rollins, the AJ Styles. Look, I know AJ Styles is on the blue brand. Blue brand. Throw that out the window. He's wrestling on the show tonight. Yeah. I was a little surprised they didn't do more. Uh, and that to me is why Raw 25 is as a disappointment as it is to me. Well, That's why. It is. It, I think it's the biggest reason why. Uh, it's not the only reason, but it's the biggest reason why. I thought 
Raw 1000 was probably the of these types of shows probably the best mix of integrating the old with the new. Yes. And this show did a very poor job of that. You spent three parts of three segments on an eight-woman tag match that really had no implications for anything. Now, there's nothing wrong with having those women compete, but I'd much rather have seen Asuka in a match against somebody or Alexa in a match against somebody mm-hmm. or Nia Jax in a match against somebody. I'm sorry. Uh, Alexa's not allowed to wrestle on TV. Apparently not. Um, she has to next week. Yeah. With Braun. That's on, that's on Facebook. That's not on TV. That's close, close enough. Okay. Facebook. Watch. Uh, so uh, that surprised me a bit. Um, I, as much as I liked the poker segments backstage, I would have rather them replaced a few of those with a, something that progressed their own storylines or showed off some of their own talent a little bit. Because I felt like you spent, I mean, how much airtime did you give, if you think about it, to Slater and Rhino and Titus Worldwide when I would much rather had more airtime for Seth Rollins or AJ Styles? I mean, Finn Balor got his at the end of the show, so he can't, can't complain about He's that. He's the only example because, and I pointed this out in the piece, Triple H took him over by himself and raised his hand and put him over. Right? That's the only example that I, I can think of on this show where an old school person put over a new school figure. That's it. It's the only example. And obviously, there's reason why Triple H would do that because Triple H is the guy that brought Finn to NXT when he was at the time Prince Devitt, Fergal Devitt, brought him over to NXT. So there's reason for Triple H to do that. Other than that, where was where was the putting over on this show? He's later got 3D through a table. Yeah, but again, I, I don't even mind that. I, again, I don't mind those types of segments where, again, he Slater got beat up by a thousand legends leading up to Raw 1000, and they got beat up by those same thousand legends again on Raw 1000. The problem is, is I, 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 I take the amount of airtime that Slater and Rhino got, mm-hmm. and take the amount of time that Titus Worldwide got. If you're trying to hopefully leave an impression on the people that are either made this appointment viewing, maybe they watch Raw but they consume it through Hulu or they consume it through other means and they don't really sit there on Monday. They don't make an effort to sit there on Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern and turn on the show. 8 o'clock o'clock Eastern, whatever. And turn on the show. Be an hour late if they turned it on at 9. They would have missed Stone Cold Stunning Mr. McMahon. I, I hate you. Uh, just I, I physically face the facts and emotionally hate face you. the facts Eisner uh, straight to the source wow that's two good references but to me tell you, me you, you wouldn't want to you're trying to, you, you needed to progress a little bit more toward the Royal Rumble but you should have displayed your stars better and I, I felt at the end of the night there were two current roster guys that I felt like got something out of that show and it was Miz and Finn. and Finn Balor. That's it. And that's fine. Those two deserved it, and I'm glad that they got those moments. But I felt like a few more of those moments could have been had, even if it was them, uh, them being in the ring with some of the legends and being more actively involved in those segments. Tell me it wouldn't have been cool for a one-off if instead of Styles doing that interview with Mean Gene, Balor Club brought him out with them. Yeah. Just for a one-off. Again, or, this this show should or, have been a throwaway show or you anyway. Just did, or you did like a Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles match. Oh, I've been here for that. Of you know, just just to kind of show them here's what you're missing on a weekly basis. Here's the type of talent we have. Because I'm fine with that. I know some people will complain. Well, there's no storyline to it. Why are they fighting? But on this show but in on specific, this show, you were trying to. I, you need to generate a buzz. And what buzz did you generate from this show? I'm just saying, than- cut out two of those poker table segments. 
No, but seriously, what did this show give those 1 million viewers that are going to leave them coming back for more? Stone Cold's not on the show every week. None of that stuff that was on that show last week is going to be on the show this week. And unfortunately, those people haven't stuck around to see what Miz has done in the last 18 months. No. Who, by the way, rumors say are is in line for a big and major Mania match. This and to and to that I say, good luck figuring out what a major Mania match for the Miz is. The last two years has been the unequivocally the best work Miz has done. Period. Agreed. I can't figure out what a major match at Mania for him is. I don't see, but I take all that stuff with a grain of salt because. Uh, one, it could be wrong. Two, I feel wait, like no, these wait, things wait a minute, wait, always wait, get. Wait, wait, hold on. You're telling me that a rumor about professional wrestling could be wrong. Could not actually pan out. Yes. Uh, how was John Cena's uh, calling out the Undertaker? How'd that happen? How'd that go? Uh, remember that time when everyone said CM Punk was going to return when the Raw was in Chicago and he didn't. Remember that? Yeah. I remember that. It's fun. Remember how everyone says that. Dana Bryan's going to return and win the Royal Rumble well, and he's not going to be there That's at all. actually going to happen. Well, I guess he'll be there in the arena, but will not be. Uh, right. Now, hold on. Can I go off on a, on a... Not yet. The point is just I think sometimes people oversell things. And I think sometimes when the information is leaked, it gets oversold. Oh, yeah, we have this huge plan for Miz. That huge plan for Miz might just be a normal Intercontinental title match. Against, like, Finn Balor. Yeah, like, which would be a good match, but not like, oh, my with. goodness. Right, but when you throw the word major next to it, I'm thinking like, oh, he's fighting Triple H or Well, yeah, but it's the terminology or... gets overdone. Right. Oh, yeah, we're working on a major trade getting run-of-the-mill second baseman. Like, that's what I feel like sometimes happens here. Royal Rumble next year. Well, you'd be happy with a run-of-the-mill second baseman. Not for my team, yeah. In New York. Royal Rumble, 2019. Yes. In Phoenix. In Phoenix. You know who lives in Phoenix? I lives in Phoenix. Daniel Bryan lives in Phoenix. He does. Daniel Bryan return confirmed 2019 Royal Dolph Ziggler also lives in Phoenix. Uh, Maybe Dolph Ziggler's going to win the Rumble then. I, if I pay my hard-earned money to watch Dolph Ziggler win the Royal Rumble. But, but Chris, he's here to show the world. Do you not listen to his theme? No, he doesn't have a theme. Remember, he walked That's out. That's right. He doesn't have a theme anymore. He walks out to so no what does he theme. come out to with the Rumble? Now his music will play, and then the record will scratch, and he'll just walk out. That's, that'd be so funny. Um, or just there's no music. Interesting. You might get new music. Oh, this is an probably should get new music. You know, I just saw the story. Hold on, let me let me check this here. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Dolph Ziggler should get new new music when he comes back. I'm I'm a big you you complete character shift deserves new music. Uh, so this is from good friend Justin Barrasso. Okay. Can Same I the show? Can I read to you? Why do you ask me these questions? Like, of course you can okay. read to me. Like, I'm gonna say no. You're gonna do it anyway. You're the host. Now you 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 have the ability to shut my microphone off. I cannot shut yours off. I just did. I just turned your microphone you off. There you go. I will not be silenced. Okay, the mic's back on. You don't need to yell. Oh, it's good doing the punk promo. I'm going to read this to you uh, from the Barrasso story, and we can grade how uh, what validity we give to this. Okay, okay? I literally, this is the first I've heard of this. So Sports Illustrated has learned that much of the Raw 25 anniversary show was rewritten approximately three hours before going live after the creative team learned that Tonight Show host Jimmy Fallon could not arrive at Raw early enough in the day for pre-tapes and segments with many WWE legends. Plans for backstage segments with Fallon, including the general manager segment, ultimately became introductions and waves to the crowd. Your silence is definitely. I, I don't know what that. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to take out of that. That that, that, that doesn't change the wrestling of your show. That they rewrote most of the show. If they rewrote most of the show because Jimmy Fallon couldn't be there, then they wrote a terrible show to begin with. And I like Jimmy Fallon. Don't get me wrong, but like that, if you booked your entire wrestling show around backstage segments with Jimmy Fallon. 
Really? Really? Yeah, I agree. But really, I mean, I'm not saying Justin is wrong. No, no, I'm no. saying if that is true, right? What? Because it mu- the, the the sentence is much of the Raw 25 anniversary show is rewritten. That means a to lot. be fair, I was surprised given the way that. The, they had New Day and Triple H and Stephanie on the Tonight Show, and then they said you had to come here if, if that they didn't they do win, more with him. That they literally all they did was show him in the front row and they cut a promo on him. I was a little surprised that was it because it felt like I mean when they do that with Stewart, Stewart has like three segments in the show. And Stewart John, also, John Stewart, by the way, I'm and, sorry, and, I, should, I should make that. And three he also in the show. will cut a promo because he loves wrestling. Yes. Now some those promos for John Stewart start out strong and then just get hokey, which I think, I think is why wrestling fans hate. Yeah. When John Stewart comes on there. Um, because he plays wrestler, but I don't know. Well, I enjoy when celebrities come on and actually care about the they, product. They all play wrestler. Well, yes, it's fake. But I enjoy when celebrities come on that actually like the product. Oh, absolutely, and are actively like to participate and feel like it's they're happy to be there. It's versus lo- just like my manager told me to show up, and I can't wait for the uh, tribute to the soldiers show or whatever Florida Georgia Lions said on commentary. Oh, that was great. Tribu- I love- tribute to the what – they, they say tribute to the troops. They said the troop show. What did they say? It was hilarious. I forget. Um, but to your point, I love it when they're in Baltimore and Adam Jones is there because Adam Jones yes. freaks out every time they put him on camera. Or Reddick or, in, in or, Oakland. Or Reddick in Oakland. And, or you have when Gronk was at Mania. Like yeah. those things are cool. Yes. But they actually like the show. Right. Like remember, remember a very young LeBron – he was high in Cleveland he before hyped. before he's this megastar would could actually go and probably not get mobbed right or only get semi mobbed and now I can't, can't imagine he has to like go with the presidential entourage but uh, but apparently they rewrote much of the show because Jimmy Fallon couldn't be there by the way poor planning don't book your show around celebrities or one person in particular don't book your show around I one also person. around Jimmy Fallon. Like, like, it, it, like, I'm not a big Jimmy Fallon guy. But it's Jimmy not, it's popular. not that, it's, but it's like, it's one thing if you're like, okay, when they did the shows with Donald Trump, for example. Don't, this he, is, okay. L- listen. Uh, I'm going to mute your mic because you're bringing n- up Listen, the no, no, this is just a purely wrestling angle. Like, you know how I feel yes. about this scenario. But he was an integral part of their storytelling and their storyline for multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if they did a show on one of those Raws and Donald Trump couldn't be there for pre-tapes, I understand rewriting – I understand why you booked the entire show around those segments and needed to rewrite them. Correct. I don't understand why you booked your Raw 25 around Jimmy Fallon, who was just a celebrity being there, has really no connection to Raw or to current or future storylines. He's just there. Yeah, it seems like a little what was he, like, It seems a little unless odd he was coming there to that. introduce Ronda Rousey, which again would have made zero sense. There, I don't see what the point of that was. If you had, if you had planned to book the entire show around, let's say I don't know Ronda Rousey, and she couldn't be there for pre-tapes, fully understand you're in scramble mode. Fully get it. I just, I just don't understand why they invested so much stock into this particular show for Jimmy Fallon. But to your point, it was a little odd to that to see him only in that one spot. I agree. So that was the interesting thing there. Um, by the way, uh, Barrasso also writes in his piece that Enzo was apparently supposed to be in the spot that Heath Slater was in, in terms of taking the 3D. Okay, uh, I can see uh, that. Obviously, those plans were changed. Yes. Uh, I have some Kazuchika Okada comments that I want to get to here. Okay. Uh, in his latest speech for the Tokyo Sports Awards ceremony, the current IWGP Heavyweight Champion, spoilers if you haven't watched Wrestle Kingdom yet, uh, Kazuchika Okada is still the champ. Uh, hopes yeah, spoiler, that, the guy that's held the belt for 17 years in a row he still has the belt. Just a, it's a little over a year now. Um, 
Actually, it's more than it. More than. But to say how how long has it been? Because it feels like it's been forever. No, you're gonna make. I don't say that as a negative. I'm just saying it feels like I. I it we, feels like it's been forever. Please hold. Do, do, don't do, use the copyright. Do, 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 copyright. Do, do. Don't do this. This is a remix. Do, oh. do. 583 plus days. Okay, I, so th- 583. So that's one year and like 220. I mean, that's almost two years now. It's the long. It looks like it's the longest rain in history. So it's like a year and seven months. Year and I'm eight doing months. A quick scroll. Year and seven it. months. That's my guess. Uh, Survey says he won the belt June nineteenth, two thousand sixteen. Nailed it. I don't know. If Nailed it. Know. I am good at mathematics. Uh, so he said. What's my prize? Uh, you're gonna get to listen to me read these comments from Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Kazuchika Okada hopes that other wrestlers around the world can step up their game and top his performance in 2018, so he won't get Match of the Year trophy again this year. Saying he gets bored because he's won it four times in a row. That's so good. I yeah. love Kazuchika. Okada. Okay, I'm gonna take, take this show completely off the rails for oh, half a second. Sure, we're already there today. Uh, apparently, and by the way, nobody's gonna care about this, uh, but us. Apparently, there was there was like a wild police chase. Like 20 minutes from here. I love police chases. That ended in a fiery crash. I love police chases because you know what? That All the local news just ceased to exist and they just cut to the, the police chase. So, I don't know. I'm just off the rails there. Uh, that is funny. I think people forget how funny. Pe- for, forgets the wrong term. People don't interpret Okada as, as humorous and sarcastic as he is because of the language barrier. I think sometimes it comes off as cockier than it intends to be because of the language barrier. Mm-hmm. But he's very, very charismatic and funny and sarcastic. A big Okada fan. I, as are most people in that have watched New Japan Pro Wrestling in, in the last two years. Including myself. By the way, I have come up with a very good strategy. I saved Fantastica Mania for today, tomorrow, and Friday. Because I need wrestling to fill me up through the rest of the week before TakeOver and Rumble. Fantastica Mania. Done. I solved my problem. Is that my phone going off in the background? Yes, I slacked you. Oh. Why did you uh, slack? I, I wanted to send air. you. I wanted. I, I, I know you were on air. I'm talking to I'm you. It's what? the police chase. Oh, I wanted yeah. you to see what the All video right. is because I'm, I'm a good friend, I'm Christopher. Gonna, I'm going to watch that as soon as we're done here. Um, uh, Jamie, anything else? we got the go-home show for NXT tonight uh, for NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. The final card basically done. Um, do you want me to read the card out loud? Are you cool with that? Are you cool sure. with spoiling it for everybody? Uh, if, by the, the way, if they don't know about this point. I wrote out the words NXT TakeOver Phoenix today, and it was odd. Yeah. You and I, was it you and I, the last time we went to the, we went to the NXT house show that was here, what, a couple months ago? You, me, a bunch of friends went, and we, on the walk over there, we were talking about how, how great would it be if we got a takeover here in Phoenix? And we were like, yeah, but they're not going to attach a big four here, like it's weird, like I, I they're not going to do mania here. I said they're not going to do mania here anytime soon. SummerSlam is now locked Right, and Brooklyn. Survivor Series, we knew it was going to the Staples Center the and next year. In LA. So we were like... And also the way we time it, well, if it's in L.A., that means they're probably going to have WWE stuff here in December, so then they're not going to have the Rumble. Boom, we get the Rumble. And the last, that's, that's the last big four we had here that was was the Rumble. Punk Rock, Cena wins the Rumble mm-hmm. uh, by eliminating Ryback, by the way, in case you were wondering. Uh, Alberto Del Rio Big Show in a last man standing match. The last time I went, I, I got seats the day of, and we walked over, Jesse and I did, when we were, we were yes. freshmen in, in college. And I didn't even know you guys then. You didn't know us. And I was there probably too. Be, yeah. Probably better off. I was in a suite that night for whatever I'll look reason. look at you, Mr. Fancy. You're damn right. We had an obstructed view. We were behind the Royal Rumble actual sign. So I did not have an obstructed Jericho, view. Jericho, re- Jericho was on the show. He returned. And I know. Ziggler was one. Jericho was two. I, yeah, yeah. We I couldn't thought, see the Jericho thing on the, the Titantron. 
Oh, so see, we had to react to everybody else reacting. I think because you know it was funny because there were there were three there were two names rumored for that, and it wasn't Jericho. It was Billy Gunn was rumored because everyone thought, well, okay, well, who if if there's somebody that Dolph Ziggler at that time was trying to emulate, it was clearly Billy Gunn or Shelton Benjamin, and that never Shelton Benjamin never ended up happening. He did an independent show in town, but and Chris Jericho was the answer. And Chris Jericho was the answer. Um, so. It was very weird to write down NXT TakeOver Phoenix today. So I, that that's a bucket list how, item. How excited are you? Very. That's a bucket list item um, for yeah, wrestling. To go to I mean, a TakeOver, takeover. Was how, yeah. it was, it was go to a TakeOver. We've been to at two NXT live events. I've but been to countless Raws and SmackDowns. I've been to, uh, yeah, more Raws and SmackDowns than I can count. I've been to a SummerSlam. I've been to a WrestleMania. I've been to... Uh, I have not done that yet. Uh, I have not done SummerSlam or Mania. Yeah, I've been to SummerSlam 2003 when it was out here in Phoenix. That was the second ever Elimination Chamber, the one that Goldberg won. Uh, Shane McMahon versus Eric Bischoff in a street fight. That was that was excellent. Uh, if you remember, that was the weird storyline where it was Eric Bischoff was like went to the McMahon household and was kissing one of them. It was a very weird. It was a very weird time. Uh, that was like that was peak weird WWE. That 2003 2004 where. Just it was a very weird time to be a wrestling fan, because uh, you, you're running in that like two year window. You have you had Katie Vick, oh gosh, you had HLA, which I for those of you who know what that is, know what that is. Um, uh, you had Kane electrocuting people's nether regions and throwing people into flaming dumpsters. No, 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 no. Kane did not throw somebody into a flaming dumpster. Shane kicked him into a flaming dumpster. Well, no, Kane also threw people into. There were multiple instances. Oh, okay. They, they used the flaming dumpster spot a lot. Well, a microcosm of their product. There were there was a the lot. There, there were a lot of weird things that happened. Here's your NXT Takeover Philadelphia card as it stands right now. Undisputed Era defending their newly won NXT Tag Team Championships against the Authors of Pain. Ember Moon defending the NXT Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is going to absolutely kill her. Uh, Alistair Black, Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. And Andrade Cien Almas defending the NXT Championship against Johnny Gargano. That's it. Four matches on this show. Yes. Four. That's small for an NXT TakeOver. It is. And the return of Tommaso Ciampa. I, there is. I feel like it's so obvious they might not do it. I'm starting to wonder if we've we've, we've worked ourselves into this. Jamie, I can't tell you how mad I'm going to be when Tommaso, like legit wrestling mad when Tommaso Ciampa gets on the screen. Like I am already dreading the moment that he ruins Johnny Gargano winning the title. Candice LeRae is absolutely going to be at ringside for this match. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm already. Ricochet might be too. Do we get the ricochet? Yes, he's. That happens earlier in the night. We get the seat. The ricochet. We get like, the ricochet sitting down. Yes, we get the ricochet in the seat thing, uh, and then I think we also get the Derek Bateman in the seat thing because I do not think he is in the Rumble, um, because he's not as over as you think he is. And then later on, as the title match is happening, they will show that Candice LeRae is at ringside supporting her husband. They'll put that over on commentary. And then Ciampa's going to come through the crowd to where Candice LeRae is sitting because she's going to be sitting right by where the bellkeeper's area is, right where that ramp's going to be. Yeah. I can already see it, Jamie. I can picture this finish. Uh, go home show tonight. You, what are you, are you going to watch? Do you not care because NXT TakeOver is only a couple days away? Uh, I will probably watch it. Uh, but to me, I, I'm already hyped for TakeOver. And I'm, I, usually there's not a lot that happens on this final NXT show. No, it's basically just a go home. I mean, just basically kind of a Ty Lucens type thing. Uh, with NXT, you're really not in a situation where you're adding matches on this show. Um, I mean, they might. They might add one or two. And who knows what's going to happen between now and Sunday. But... I mean that's that's basically basically it. I'm not really expecting a whole lot on this show. Jamie, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think one last thing, and I know we talked about it a so little yes. bit yesterday. You so said no, and then you are going to say something. I always do that. Don't so I? it's a yes. Uh, I know. So answer the question correctly. Don't be a liar. 
Go ahead, please. Continue. I mean, you're not wrong. I will turn your mic off. Uh, one last thing I wanted, I wanted to touch on because we talked about it to open the show yesterday uh, with the Enzo Amore stuff. Okay. Um, because I would encourage everybody to read the latest article that was for elite members only but is now available for everybody on PWInsider.com from Mike Johnston uh, about why WWE chose to release Enzo Amore uh, because I've seen a lot of conversation on Twitter about is this WWE saying he's uh, just believing he's automatically guilty and all the other stuff. I would just encourage you to read that article. Uh, long story short, for those who don't want to read all of the context of it, is that this was viewed as him not informing them that he was under investigation in Phoenix for this alleged incident was the last straw. And there were a number of other issues that they had with him, which we discussed on the show yesterday. Uh, that them not, Him not disclosing that he was under investigation was the last straw, which caused them to send him home and ultimately releasing him. It is The company is not necessarily picking a side in this legal battle. So I just wanted to get that out there because yeah. I've seen that conversation out there a lot. Uh, I think some people genuinely curious and then some people that are intentionally looking to cause trouble that have, that have suggested that WWE is already uh, convicting Enzo Amore in the court of their opinion. And he also released a statement yesterday through a, uh, a legal team. So that's out there as well if you want to look at that uh, to just to see what he had to say. Uh, so both of those things are out there. Uh, so highly recommend reading both of those. All right, anything else, Jamie? Last thing, listen to our show tonight. Uh, I, I think we're going to have a... It's interesting. We're, we're going to take a look back at what the NXT Takeover Rumble card was. Are you going to? Are you going to put that into the microphone anymore? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this beautiful NXT Takeover Phoenix card that I've created. So we're going to take a look at what the card was last year, kind of compared to what it is this year, and seeing which wrestlers are still there. And then look at how bad my prediction is going to be. And then his predictions. It's going to be a really fun segment. We'll talk about other stuff as well. But that's going to that's going to open our show. And kind of play along with us, you know, even if you're not in the Phoenix area or not planning to come out for the Royal Rumble next year or NXT TakeOver Phoenix, kind of play along and as we do this thought exercise of what the TakeOver card will look like. What does NXT look like a year from now? Yeah, this is basically a big guessing game, and that's the best part about it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. You can find this show on Anchor at FRS Slam. Uh, you can also find it on iTunes. Just look up FRS Slam Radio and any podcasting app. Uh, the same thing applies, FRS Slam Radio. Follow us on Twitter, at FRS Slam. We post all of our content, podcast links, uh, the live link to the show when we do the radio show every Wednesday, uh, and everything else. And as always, FRSSlam.com for all of your wrestling needs. That's going to do it for us here today. We will be back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then, guys.